Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first Season 7, Episode 1 of the Tottenham Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me for the first podcast of this season, Bex from Portsmouth. Good evening. John from Manchester. Good evening. And David from Sussex. Good evening. Welcome back to long-standing listeners of the podcast. And if you're a new listener, um, thank you for joining us. Um, you can contact the podcast via well via our Facebook page, which is the Tottenham Family Podcast, um, or you can contact us via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is thf podcast um we also have a youtube page um where by um the pods are all available on on the youtube youtube page not in not in our glory not in, not not in not visual pods but just 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 audio streams yeah bexpools of paste no no there's no way that we'd, we'd, we'd do that no um so just just audio just the same audio streams that you can you would download by other means but it's, it's also available on youtube and spotify if you do and i do i know we have some listeners that prefer to, to listen to the podcast over youtube you can also comment on the on the youtube page for the Zotton family podcast you can contact us by that by that means as well should you wish if you want to leave us a review or submit questions um right let's begin with the running order now john not me but john you inserted skywalk in the running order yes. is this a declaration <laughs> from you that you want to you want to do the skywalk no this is my declaration that i would i'd go on it i'd have no problem with it um I, 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 PC's frozen, so I, carry on talking. I got as far as apologies. I'm, I'm first first podcast of this season, and um, it has just been riddled with, with various technical issues and gremlins. Um, John, I got us. I got. You know, it would be so much easier if one of us worked in IT and we could sort this out. Yeah, indeed, easy, indeed. Yeah, if one of us was an <laughs> IT manager. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> John, I got as far as you said I'd done it. I think. Is that, yeah, that, so you you you've done so yeah. you've done the Skywalk Jav. How did you uh, how did you find it? Um, it was it was okay. Look, I think if if if, if heights aren't your you know if, if heights aren't your thing, then you're not going to like it. I mean, I I found when I watched the videos, and we've all seen the the, the, the stuff on social media of the Spurs players, the first team, the Spurs ladies go, go, going on the doing the Skywalk and. The bit that I found quite daunting was the, where they go over the, the the glass and you can see the pitch below you, and then where the cockerel is, the edge. Um, it actually all of that looked far worse in the videos than it did um, it did in real time. Um, so you know, this I personally I didn't find it too daunting. It's a lot better than it was for me. The highlights were a lot of people talk about the views, um, but I'm just a little bit sort of neither here nor there because you see you see views of london when you're when you're on a plane or i, I don't know if either of you any of you have, have done have gone on the london eye so it's it's all a bit for no. the, 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 for me the views aren't anything special <laughs> no you haven't okay well, well on a plane you must have come on john you must have I've, I, I've been on a plane and i'm scared witless on planes okay well I flew to 
Las Vegas to get married and literally I stared at the back of the chair in front of me for 13 hours. I, I, I hate, I absolutely, honestly, if it's more than three foot off the ground, I'm, I'm no good at all. That video makes the backs of my calves clamp up. I'm, I'm in fear of it. The, the views the views aren't anything spe- special. For me personally, the highlight was when you go over the glass um, floor and you look, you're looking down at the stadium, and that's that's great. And actually, that bit feels fairly secure. Um, it's just a bit, when you go past that, where you get to the cockerel, um, there is nothing to your left-hand side. So you've got a barrier on your right you're holding, then hardly anything, but nothing on your left. And the... the, the um, the floor that you're walking along is very narrow at that point so that felt a bit scary but it's it's the getting up and close to the cockerel i think was just was a special moment and they take a photo um few and then you just walk back down and then you go to an area which is called the, the landing area and then you've got all these views of london you can take some photos the whole experience lasted about an hour hour and a half but that includes the debrief and putting on the kit i enjoyed it um, and, I, and I think we've all seen the, the videos on social media and I think the players enjoyed it although as you said not perhaps Jeffert Takanga Delhi Alley as well seemed a bit yeah, a we... whole load of them did the um, Sydney Harbour Bridge didn't they a couple of uh, three seasons ago yeah two or three years ago mm-hmm. so I'm guessing if you can do Sydney Harbour Bridge you can easily do the stadium yeah I wouldn't do Sydney Harbour Bridge either <laughs> well, you wouldn't bloody get there, would you? Never mind. No, this is true. No. It's, very, it's very expensive as well. <laughs> it's over a hundred quid, I think, to go across the Harbour Bridge. What? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Spurs podcast. <laughs> um, so Skywalk, I suppose that that's been the the, the new addition to. Um, the stadium or it's opened um, this summer um, the other big thing talking point over the summer has been the Amazon documentary the, the, the dreaded all or nothing documentary um, thoughts on that who should I come and see first Bex I was absolutely terrified that it was going to be proper car crash TV because we've had the most up and down season and I thought oh, it's just going to be they'll have picked out all the worst bits and actually, I'm very impressed. I think it's been done really sympathetically. It's been done so well that I've completely forgotten that Tom Hardy is doing the narration for it because I'm focused on what the content of it rather than the, the peripherals. Um, I think it's been done very sympathetically. It's really good. It's really interesting um, to see that Daniel Levy is a real-life person and not just a kind of mannequin that sat you know, in various places because we don't hear him speak that often. It's very rare to see Levy speak, and I think I've probably seen him more in the documentary than I have at any other time speak and be real. And it's also interesting to see how some of the behaviours are behind the scenes. So I think, yeah, for the six episodes I've seen thus far, um, it'll be, I can't see that anything really bad is going to come out of the next three. Um, I just wanted to be prepared, lest anybody tell me that it was awful and oh my god did you see this did you see what had happened but it's um it's actually been really enjoyable and i thought before, before i bring the other guys in i thought the way they handled um the departure of pochettino quite well in that they could have they could have labored it a bit more i'm not saying they should have but they could have and they didn't and i think they, they dealt with it and in the right way perhaps um i think maybe if covid hadn't happened to cause such an impact 
I think that has been the overriding memory of this season is the fact that it's been broken and disjointed and the whole world has changed and the focus is less on what has happened to Poch. If, if we hadn't had COVID, then I think the focus, a lot more of the focus would have been taken up on Poch. Hmm. don't know. But yeah, I think it's been done quite well. David? Well, I agree with Rebecca. Um, I think that uh, uh, I, there was a great deal of fear before it that uh, we were going to look the right load of mugs. But in fact, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. The two interesting things that I, I really um, picked up on one is the Ericsson situation. We all sit around wondering what the hell is going on. And there's Daniel Levy sitting there wondering what the hell is going on. <laughs> He's no more informed than we are. And here we go again. The one thing that wasn't said is the agent. And he just sort of grumbled about, well, the agent hasn't come and seen me, says Daniel Levy. Well, here we go again. The Dan, the, it, it's puppet master, isn't it? These agents that seem to be... And, and I think that was illuminating and that was worth seeing. The other one I did love and it was illuminating was Danny Rose. Mm. And yes, mm. he's he's everything we think he is. It's just a, an annoyance. But I mean, oh, hang on a minute. I think there's a text coming in from him just asking if Milan has been in contact with me. No, no, apparently not. <laughs> no. Um, it's see, seemingly, it's only Bournemouth or Newcastle. Sorry, Danny. Not, not Milan. For goodness sake, the disappointment on the lad's face with Milan. <laughs> he was shot down in flames. I mean, he had... When he said, to, I'm going to speak to Daniel afterwards, for goodness sake, you know, I'm going over your head, in other words. Yeah. I just... Well, he got he got what he, what we would expect and hope that he got is a short shrift and sent on to Newcastle for it. Um, he's just a, 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 an irritant to the club. And they're the sort of players, and, and Ericsson and Rose did have to go. We have to freshen it up. And that's what this all or nothing and the last few uh, episodes have shown us so I'm, I'm, I'm very keen for the last three episodes to see what that brings mm. so for me that I'm, I'm, I'm possibly a bit cynical about the whole thing but I think it's a massive selling exercise to sell us um, Maureen the stadium and a massive marketing exercise um, and also selling us how much injuries cost us last year and and selling that narrative um i think we're all we're being very cleverly told a story um i think jose comes across better and i've warmed to him somewhat from from him being on that um however levy is exactly as i um pictured him he's bland nervous shifty distance and whatever he says on camera seems completely scripted to me. He's, he's I don't think he's, he's very natural at all. He seems to be completely awe of Jose. And he, he completely admits he got lucky with Poch. Um, I, I, honestly, he, he's exactly, exactly what I expected. Um, but you talked about the Danny Rose thing. Um, I thought when he went and t- talked to Jose, I thought that was nothing more than a, um, a, a professional um, discussion about what was going on work. I've got no problem with him going in there and talking the way he did and saying how he feels, calling out players. Um, you often see things like players only care about the money, but it seems to me like Danny actually cares about playing and wants to play. OK, he's been with us for 11 seasons and he's not playing very well, but the nuance in all of that is in the editing. If they'd have cut that bit out at the end where he said, I'm going to speak to Daniel, 
you wouldn't have thought another thing about it because it's just mm. a professional discussion. But instead, we're feeling like he's a self-entitled prick. How much, yeah. more, and how I much more has hit, 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 hit the cutting floor or how much more should have? It's all I, very yeah. heavily edited. Heavily and edited. And if you thought that Levy, actually, it, it, logically, if you thought that Levy was going to let that go out, portraying the club as anything other yeah. than a fantastic place to be with great fans and look at the stadium and look at all we have to offer, then that just really wasn't going to happen because there's no way he would have let that go out to damage the name and the brand. That, that's why, that's partly why I was always confident or I could never get the fan view beforehand, you know, like 12 months ago when it, when it was first announced um, that there was going to be this documentary, uh, the, the, the fear that it would somehow embarrass the club, because I was always confident that Spurs, from an editorial point of view, they would make control. well, yeah, they'd have control. They would have, they would, they would make sure that Amazon put something out that is favourable to the clubs. Um, it hasn't surprised me that it's edit, been edited in a particular way that's favourable to the club, and, and the club doesn't come out in a bad light. But any, the thing about Rose, two things that stri- strike me. One, um, I thought he was a little bit confrontational when he went in with. Jose, yeah. um, just the way that he he was right to have that discussion, but just when he said things like, "Well, you know what I mean," and it was a bit, uh, it started off okay, but then it, it got a little bit um, confrontational. And the other thing was, John, you said about um, you said about it being a huge marketing exercise. Ex- 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 do you think that's by design, or do you think that's yeah, a by, yeah. or, or, or it's just a byproduct? Oh, completely by design. I mean, if you if you did anybody see the Sunderland one? and how much of an absolute car crash that was. Mm. This is very tightly controlled. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it's not, nothing of this is lost, to, the documentary is lost. In the, I think it's highly controlled, highly controlled. Um, I even think to the point of that, you know, saying about that Ericsson meeting with um, Levy and uh, Maureen, I think that that came to me as being completely staged. I think so much of it seems to be false. Um, I don't I, honestly. I can see him right. That you're going to go in there. You're going to say this. It's almost like it's a, a, a scripted thing, um, like uh, Geordie Shore or something. Um, but it's, it's North London, North North Seventeen Shore. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm very cynical about the whole thing. If I'm honest with you, uh, editing creates meaning and context, and it, this is this is very very controlled within an inch of his life. What we're getting. It was always going to be, and I mm. think part of the reason it looks the way it does is because Levy is not only naturally in front of the camera, whereas Mourinho gets to do it all of the time. What Levy comes over as is being a businessman and not a football man, yes. even though he's been at the club that well, long. Well, he's a fan, not yeah, he's he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah. Well, we knew that, so that's not really a shock yeah. to me. But yeah, he's he's yeah, um, he seems shifty. He looks like a Thunderbird's puppet. Are you... Sp- John holding his punches. Holding <laughs> his punches. Are either of you surprised how hands-on Levy is in the programme? Or at the club, should I say? I'm surprised to see him um, what seemed to be very often at uh, the training ground, having breakfast with them. I, I, I was a bit surprised about that because sometimes... They're not always welcome, are they? The chairmen. They've got to stay out. They like mm. to stay out of the playing areas, um, the changing rooms, and what have you. He hasn't appeared in the changing room, fortunately. Yeah. But um, no, I, I was a bit surprised about that. But um, yeah, I, John, you are. Yeah, I think you are being a bit too cynical, John. I mean, he's a 
It is exactly what it's supposed to be. I mean, it is selling the club around the world. We are trying to compete with the other clubs. You know, I, I've, I've been abroad and, and I remember going to Singapore and seeing the largest um, club shop in the world, which is Manchester United. It was enormous. Um, and that was selling in the Far East. And that's what we've got to do. This has got to go around the world. We've got to sell shirts. We've got to hope people bring themselves to the club. I know we're not good at the moment, but I, I, I get all that. And I think it's a very clever exercise in selling Spurs even more than we are now. I was going to say, did they, did, how does anybody's opinion of Jose changed? Or Jose, or that was really uh, hard, or whatever you call him, or yeah. Jose, because I'm English. Um, it's really hard because I am still determined to think of him as a Chelsea player, Chelsea manager, or a United. And it's really hard. And you watch that documentary, and you see, and again, you know, there's clever editing to make him seem more down to earth, appealing, whatever. Um, but it's really hard to dis- to continue to dislike him. I think, and I have I, tried. I, it hasn't changed my view on him, but I, I, but I've already started to support him simply because he's he's our manager, um, and, and I've sort of distanced myself from him being at Chelsea, um, and I'm hoping he does really well. Uh, I'd, I'd be the first one to, um, you know, scream his praises uh, at the end of the season if he wins us something big. Um, I really will. Uh, he's our manager. He wouldn't be my choice, as you know, uh, in the first place, but. He's there, so but he hasn't changed my mind. I, I, he's he is our manager. I, I loved it when they said, you know, the bit in there about him being the Chelsea manager. Said, you, but you said you wouldn't go and manage anybody. Yeah, but they sacked me. Yeah, Abs- absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and it made Pochettino look a little bit. You know, I would never uh, manage Barcelona because I was at uh, Espanol. Well, sometimes you think, well, uh, you know, if the opportunity's there, Chappie, you ought to go and do it. But there we are. Yeah. I think I think he comes across as a, a much more likable personality than I thought he would be. Um, but I, I'd like to question how often Levy went to the training ground before the Amazon cameras rocked up. So he's got uh, Levy, Levy. He's got an office right next door to Jose at at Hotspur Way. Obviously, he's got an office at at, at Lily White House. But I. As to the extent to which he's there, I don't know. But I know that when Pochettino was manager, um, that there was a reason why their offices were close to, to, together. It was so Le- Levy would have access and could just at any point in time just walk in and speak to the, speak to the manager. The canteen bit. Um, so there's all the young players, and I think it was mentioned in the program. They they don't mix with the senior professionals i think they've got a separate bit in the canteen um i don't know what the what the what the situation was with say you know the manager and and somebody like levy but i guess yeah i guess levy would be there but it just it did seem you do you do you do sort of think well how how frequently is there and was it a little bit too much for the the cameras i just found the whole bit where leaving leaving sitting there and he's i don't know having a cereal and the players just come by and just shake his hand that that was just a bit odd i couldn't imagine that but Mm. that seemed a bit um contrived on i don't know what your feeling on this is but i thought the first three episodes were a little bit too jose centric now that's not 
a good thing or a bad thing or nothing. I think that's just the way it was, and it, it just felt like watching it. It just felt like this is a this is a Jose show and not really a Spurs documentary. Now, in hindsight, I think that there was a you know there was a big story to be told, um, and that's going to you know and a new manager comes in, and that 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 story needs to be, needs to be told. So it was bound to dominate the the agenda in those first three episodes. I much preferred the, the next three, and although. Jose is still going to be, and any manager would be a central figure um, throughout the documentary. You started to get more insight into the physio, um, who else? Javit Tanganga, who which there was somebody else that that uh, people like Stevie Bergwine, Mora, other people who didn't necessarily feature in the first few episodes. Ben Davis, um, I quite enjoyed that. Um, Steve Hitchin um, and, and Coco. Yep, Lamella. Yeah. So that side of it, for, for me, I want to know about the inner workings of Spurs. So I, I want to get a little um, through the looking glass moment, and and I think the documentary does that as best as it can. Yeah, the, 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 I think the when the bit that struck me the most was how vocal Hugo is and how much of an actual leader he is in the dressing room before matches when he came back from injury. That quite surprised me. Um, because before that it was like Harry saying a bit but Hugo was really loud and like Gene the players up and I, yeah, I've, I've got a different perspective on him um, being the captain I'm quite happy with him being ha- captain I think um, more now um, but yeah no, you know it's interesting that we don't see that much of the tactical work that goes into it obviously because they'll give a lot of stuff away um, but it, I'm enjoying it and, it's, and, and like we said at the top it's not that much of a car crash but it is reflective and it does sum up the season mm. as a whole. And there are some really hard bits to yeah. watch. The, the third episode where they were talking about Jan leaving, Mm-mm. that was not nice. That no, was really not yeah. nice. It doesn't matter yeah. how many times you show me Lucas Moura scoring that final goal in Amsterdam, and they've shown it a couple of times, you can balance that against Vertonghen. And, and, and it's worse with hindsight. Yes. Because by the time that was shown, he'd already gone. And that made that really hard to watch, I think. Really difficult to see. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. And I think not so much now, but, you know, 10 years' time, this is a fantastic memorial of, of what happened in this very extraordinary year. Yeah. This is how it happened. This is how it affected our club. Aside from, you know, Poch and Mourinho, it's a really good representation of how it went. So in 10 years' time, you'll watch this with a very different view. Mm. And for me, that's the big takeaway. It is a a great opportunity to see what uh, this is like a day in the life type thing isn't it we mentioned Levy and uh, Mourinho so I've got a question from Gilly um, his Twitter analyst at I know Alan Glazine having watched the documentary would you rather go for a pint with Daniel Levy or Mr Mourinho and has any player surprised you in any way John you mentioned to you though yeah, Hugo, and also um, how much I love Jaffet Tanganga. He's awesome. He's absolutely such a humble, nice little lad. I absolutely love him to bits. And I'd go for a pint with Jose because Levy seems to be the awkward chap in the corner that nobody talks to. <laughs> oh, I'd go for a, a pint with Daniel Levy. No two ways about it. I'd be fascinated if, but he would, probably wouldn't tell me very much. But uh, yeah, it'd make I, you I'd pay for to. the drinks. Oh, that's all right. I'll pay. <laughs> Poor bloke. I mean, he, he's probably struggling. You know, carry cash. It's like the Queen. <laughs> Dante's lost six million from this year's salary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I would go for a beer with Mourinho because I reckon he'd be a good crack. 
I reckon that'd be really interesting. And it, what also interests me, and and that again was Hugo. And I know it's a phenomenon. I know the English have swear words for everything, and invariably it's the first. Those are the first words that people pick up in any language. But from Mourinho and Hugo, the swearing is absolutely phenomenal. From a sailor, I mean, I I can swear, <laughs> but it just really. I was like. Alright, you don't have to say it every other damn word. Yeah, no, they yeah. do like to swear, it's good. It is good. Yeah, but but it's it's like you can't think you know, the English language is one of the most varied in the universe. You can pick up there are tons of different words, but let's just use fuck all the time. <laughs> is there a, is there a player by the way, Bex David, that's caught your eye? Surprised you in, in, in some no, way? I, I agree with John, the Teganga. Yeah. Um, that's that's the one that stood out for me. I mean it, a very humble lad um, and that I, I, the joy I get from actually having a player making it through and hopefully he does carry on his, his trajectory in the same way that he lives a short walk away um, from the stadium with his mum uh, I'd love to have the whole team um, to live within the area it would be such a joy to do that we'd have to go abroad end up like Celtic when they won the uh, uh, European Cup in um, '67, and uh, they all the Lisbon Lions—they all lived within 30 miles of the ground. All the players. It'd be lovely to do that, but it's never going to happen again. But it's great to have Tijanga uh, as one of those lads. Yeah, no, agreed. I think he came across very well, um, and yeah, it's just really interesting because he's such a junior member of the squad. You don't see him or hear from him as much. Um, outside of the documentary so it was really interesting to hear from him and listen to him mm. okay let's look unless anybody else has got anything more to add um, no. about that. there is there's so much um that that can be said about that documentary but anyway shall we move on um season ahead for spurs um we have we have signed a few new players we've shipped a few players out out of the door we have a new kit. John, tell me about the new kit. Which one? The yellow one, the white one, the green one? But you can start with, with the home kit. Um, Thoughts I on that? I don't like it very much. I don't like the shoulder bits. Um, I don't like the pattern on it. I don't, yeah. Um, and so the old adage, the worst kit, the better the season, comes into play mm. completely. I don't, I, yeah, it's not one that I'd buy. I don't buy them anyway, but I wouldn't buy it. The yellow one's not too bad. Yeah. Quite, no, I, I quite like that with the, with the um, cockerel in the middle. That's quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, apparently, that's you can buy that from Next. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to pick one up, go and try Next. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't like the white, the 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 home kit at all. Are you sure that was Daniel Levy saying you can buy it Next? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, my wife's got the Next catalogue up, and it's in Next catalogue. Oh, okay. <laughs> she won't buy me one though. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't like it. It's not not for me this season. I liked last season's one. It was quite classy, and we had a terrible season. So, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, not for me. Not for me. I don't like the blue shoulder bits. Yeah. Mm. Not nice. We had um, remember in sixteen seventeen when we finished second. We had a we had a, a blue bit on the top of the kit, not on the shoulder, just like the yeah. neck yeah. area. Um, and then the previous season when we were chasing Leicester, we had that sash across the. Yes. For, yeah, yeah. Um, that I don't think was a particularly popular kit, but then actually turned out to be a you know an interesting season. So, yeah, maybe maybe there is something to be said about co- the 
correlation between poor seasons and and, and good kits and poor kits and good seasons or whichever way around. Um, let, let's talk about incomings and outgoings in the transfer window. So we've actually been busy for once. Um, Hoiberg in, Doherty in, Joe Hart in, and KWP out going the other direction to Hoiberg to Southampton. 12 million a fee for him. And then we've loaned out Skip and Parrot to Norwich and Millwall, respectively. Thoughts on transfer dealings? Bex? I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm a, bit, a bit lost with football at the moment and I think that's because as a whole my whole sporting calendar is all wrong so apparently we've had internationals this week but I'm up to my eyeballs in the Tour de France and I can't focus on football because yeah. the Tour de France isn't on when football's on and it's messing with my head I'm really I'm honest to God so I've struggled all summer because it's been cricket but that's not what the cricket I was expecting and then it, yeah, it, it's all wrong. I can't get my head around it. So I haven't really paid any attention to, like, kind of briefly as I scroll through my social media. All oh, right, okay. Um, I saw the Hoiberg Hoiberg um, video where he did the thing on Twitter and deleted his tweets because he's a gooner. Uh-huh. No, Doherty isn't it? Is a gooner. Doherty, yeah. So I've seen that. Yeah, I'm a bit like, okay, yeah, that's great. Next. So I can't get my head around it. Is it just me? We will sign Bale in a few weeks oh, on loan, and that'll 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 get the juices flowing. I, I'm not even going there. It's gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. happen. Not. It just really doesn't been... add anything to the team. Really does it? <laughs> no. He's old. He's decrepit. He's falling. He's he's, he's thirty-one. He's more often than I do. Yes, but he spends a lot of time he spent a lot of time on the bench when he was with us before and he was what 24 when he left 25 yeah he's not got any better in the intervening couple of years so he worries me if he comes back but we'll see we couldn't afford his wages <laughs> I just don't want him back I don't think he'll add anything to the team at all I've been waiting he's too well, much of a superstar to want to come back Bex I've been waiting seven years for him to come yeah. back every summer <laughs> Conversation every season, I think, on the pod. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk about Doherty. Who, who who saw him coming? No, I mean no. this was going to be Max Aaron's, wasn't it, at Norwich? Uh, this is the lad, young lad. I think I, I don't know, but I think he was too expensive. Um, we are having to buy um, cheap um, in that bargain basement. It's something we've got to do, and we have to accept it. And I'm happy with it. There are two things about Hoiberg and Doherty which stand out for me and it's something that I'm very keen to get and we're going to need it this season players who don't get injured these two boys have barely missed any games the last few years I know I know you can put your hands up your eyes and they're going to get injured in the first game I know that hey, I need to deal is, with what, that. is that your phone John is that Dr Tottenham ringing you yeah, yeah, yeah it is yeah making you know, an appointment I was going to write I was going to write on a bit of paper and hold it up on the screen was what you were going to say <laughs> but but no, the reality is, if you can get a squad... I mean, I go back to the Darren Anderton days. You know, good player that he was. But you do have to question that actually, I, I do wonder now whether he really rather held us back because he was out so much. He was disrupting the team. And I think that there is something in that. And I think Doherty comes up on the stats as second only in, in assists and, and points, what have you, to... Um, 
the Liverpool lad at right back, mm. uh, uh, Alexander Arnold. Yeah. So he's got good stats, and I think it's what Jose wants. And that, if, if that's what he wants, then great. And Hoiberg has a similar set of stats about him, you know, that, from where he plays. For sure, they're not going to set the world alight. This is not signing Messi or Bale, and it's never going to be. So we've got to accept that sort of signing. Um, and in fact, it may well be. I can bring you an analogy because I, I can see it, people can't. They're listening to this. Can't see the faces that are being pulled every time. <laughs> look, try to try to big this up. But if you go back to Liverpool here, when they signed the left back from Hull City. Robertson, yeah. yeah. Andrew yeah. Robertson, right? Didn't set the world alight, did it? Well, okay. They grabbed him, they went down, they grabbed him, got him at seven million. Yeah, good money. He still doesn't set the... But he, but he fits the plan. Is he any different to Doherty? Possibly not. You know, he's steady, reliable, doesn't get that injured, etc., etc. He might just fit the plan. So before we all scream and shout and say, well, this, this isn't a marquee signing, mm. you're never going to get it at the moment. And no, there are going to be no marquee signings. And I except Bale. Yeah, except for Bale. I think that the, the, the work we had recently where we've shuffled um, our, our scouting system about, I think that says more about that we're trying to now purchase the way Leicester do at Norwich try to pick up good players early on because we're not going to compete uh, at the moment with the Man Cities and Chelsea's who are spending a lot of money again. Do you know what they are? They're, they're oven-baked players. They're ready. Yes, of course. They, they they're wait, not. They wait for clubs like us, maybe, uh, with, with um, Carl Walker, and they say, right, he's ready, we'll have him. They, Hoiberg and Doherty have got Premiership experience for a number of years. Um, the, who was allowed at Norwich that you mentioned, Aaron's. Yeah, Max Aaron's. He, he's he's young. He's only had one season in the top flight at a at a lesser team. I know. I suppose you could argue the same about Rob Robertson a few years ago. But th- these the players that we've we've acquired are you know of a certain age. I think twenty four and or maybe Hoybeck's twenty five. I'm not sure. And Doherty's twenty eight. Um, they're not old. They're not too young. They've played in the Premier League for a few years. They're not players that we've bought from overseas that, that are unproven, like a Dombele or Vincent Janssen. They, he was okay. And Janssen's defence, he, he was a bit, little bit younger, and he so is Dombele, I suppose, when we signed him. But you know, that they, these are, we're not taking a risk with the players. Just on the injury thing, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not cynical enough to think that they'll break down the first. I think that they will. You'll get a full season out of them, and then I think the next season they're screwed. That's what happened with Wayne Armour, and even even Darren Anderson. You mentioned the first few years in his career, he played regularly for Spurs. The first two or three seasons, it was after that that he just got a whole load of injuries. And when Yama had one good season, then he got, then he got injured. Hopefully yeah. that won't be the case with with either of these. But they're good, they're good acquisitions, and yeah, they're not they're not um, they're not the marquee signings. They're not the 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 um, Van der Vaart's or Klinsmann's that we get excited about, but they are important pieces in the jigsaw. Yeah, but I don't think anybody wants a marquee sign. Well, it, it, it's unrealistic to expect a marquee sign. Who's on the market? Yeah, but, Who are we going to get? Yeah, but that's, that's probably, what the, a lot of, a lot of Spurs probably. fans are after, uh, for some reason, well, for some reason, yeah, we all want marquee signings, but think we could but just. Realistically? Yeah, we're not exactly. Get them. And, and no, I think that's part of the documentary. 
with um, Levy and Steve Hitchens saying, you don't know how hard it is to get a player in. Yeah, they're right. They're right. Because here's Chelsea. I mean, they've got that lad Havertz, or whatever his name is, from Germany. Is it Leverkusen? I mean, they spent 74 point something million for him and, and reportedly £300,000 a week. I mean, it's an astonishing amount. Where are and, you getting the money from? Well, the they sold... Well, they, well no, they, they sold players. They sold a good few players. And in fact, they've just spent over 200 million. They've, they've got a lot of that already banked by selling three. So they, they, aren't, they aren't far away. But you're quite right, John. I mean, there is money there. And now that Man City have managed to uh, reverse the decision from UEFA, UEFA almost defunct. And really, I'd be interested to see if uh, UEFA did try to take anybody to court and say, well, you've, uh, you've, you've broken financial fair play rules. Because all they'll do is point across to Man City and say, yeah, but look what they did. Spineless. Yeah, yeah. Which so, we already knew, but it didn't make it any better. What Hoybier and Doherty are, are improvements on the pitch in positions where we needed them. Yeah. Um, Doherty especially. Um, I watched the uh, Denmark-Belgium game and was impressed by Hobier. I thought he, play, he played as a DM. His passing was accurate, positionally aware and disciplined, even though he got booking earlier on. And then he completely lost the player for the goal. So I think we've got a perfect Spurs player there. I think he's going to fit in very well. And Doherty is going to sign a start over Aurea every day of the week. And he's a very, very good player. And I think all the other fans that I've spoken to are gutted that we've got him for so cheaply. Mm. Um, well, so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I've got no problem with either of those. I think they, they're good business and I'm glad to have them in. Um, I'm not going to mention Joe Hart brain fart. Um, he's third choice, can't dive to his left. He's nothing more. He's crap. And I hope he never graces a pitch while we're playing anywhere. I can't believe that one. That's awful. It's an awful signing. I'm afraid um, I think he's going to be our second choice goalkeeper. I think we're going to sell Gazaniga um, before the end of this window. I really do. I think there's offers going to come in and I think we'll take the money because we've got Joe Hart on free. And oh, you, you, yeah, well, you, you, you've seen, you, you've, you know, it's funny, isn't it? When you're talking about Danny Rose moaning about not giving a chance to play if you look at the as, as we'll probably talk about the fixture list coming up I mean it's, you're going to need 30 players for sure we're going to need we're going to play we're going to need Gazaniga I don't think Gazaniga even in even in this do, even in the documentary they're saying how good Gazaniga was when he was filling in for Hugo and yeah. I don't think they drop him just because Joe Hart's come in Joe Hart is absolutely pony absolutely pony yeah I know I, but I, th- I think we're going to sell Gazaniga I really no. do Aurea, AC Milan is still testing the water. So we're really, Does I think he need we'll a lift? Yes. I think that was the telling bit from the documentary where Mourinho said to him, you worry me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a yeah. shit penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. and every yeah. other fucking first fan because the yeah. geezer, you don't know what Aurea is going to turn up. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I, th- I think Joe Hart's going to be our second keeper. That would imply oh. that would imply that either, either Austin, is it, or who's the other fella? White. White. One, one of those. Uh, yeah. yeah, one of them. I think one of them's been loaned out, and one of the, would imply the other one would remain on the books as our third keeper. Before we, before we look at that hectic fixture schedule in the season ahead, very briefly, just going round, um, we had a question from Lee Marston. Twitter handle is at Lee Marston81. Are you happy with our transfer business so far? And who else do we need through the door? 
Well, I'm happy about it. Uh, um, I understand how, how it's... Um, we will get more through the door, I'm sure of it. I was certainly scrambling after another strike, but Watkins has gone off to... Mm-hmm. Um, where did he go off to now? Villa. Uh, Villa. Villa, that's it. 28 million. For, uh, as we are just saying just now, um, about taking a chance. Well, Villa will take that chance. And if he turns up any good, then one of the big clubs will go and grab him, as you say, oven ready. Um, we're just not going to be willing to pay that. And it goes up to 33 million, I think, with add-ons. They spent a lot of money on a little bit of a risk uh, there. And I don't see us doing that. Um, unfortunately, the other lad, Wilson, has gone up to Newcastle. I don't blame him. The, these lads would, would rather grab the Villas and the Newcastles because they know they play most weeks they in the shop window for that next big move if they believe in themselves so that gives us our problem in finding that backup striker I'm, I'm sure we will get one I am sure what quality he'll be is something else but that's that's where I see us for sure we don't need any more midfielders um, whether we will go out for another left back um, I'm not sure I've got a feeling that's not going to happen I think Taganga is going to be used as that versatile utility around the back line. Yeah, you've also got Sirkin as well, who played a few times in in pre-season. I think Ben will probably be first choice. And then you've got potentially Session. Has he gone on loan? I thought he went to Bristol. He's gone to Bristol City City on loan. No, that's his brother. Oh, his brother? Yeah, yeah, that's not not our one. I think that was weird. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I did think that was a weird loan, yeah. I, I, I did... I did drop drop that in the chat, and I and I and I thought somebody would deliberately. I thought somebody was going to pick, pick, pick me up on it, um, I think and we're then all too shocked. At, uh, no, so the Ryan Ryan, they're twins, are they? Twi- Ryan yes, and Stephen. Yeah. yeah. So Ryan's still at Spurs, um, but whether he plays at left back or plays further forward remains to be seen. But just just broadly speaking, parking the the, the need for a striker, um, yes or no, no happy. With activity so far, incomings, outcoming, outgoings. Two out of three Bex of that so far. Um, I, I, we are screaming for some creativity. We're screaming for somebody like Jack Grealish in the side. We need somebody to replace Eric. I don't think we... it's done. And I think Marino's oh, I don't think it's done, yeah. little black book is more extensive than Poch's was. Okay. And yeah. I think more people across Europe will say to Mourinho, got this lad you might be interested in. I think that's much more likely. I, the coaching team because they know what Mourinho likes. Yeah, I'd love Grealish, but he's far too expensive for yeah, us now. Unfortunately, so. But yeah, yeah we, we're crying out for that something a playmaker. We're, that's that's what I'd like to see come in. So there's some creativity because you can see that we um, we were lack, we're lacking it last I think, season. I think Lacelso still we still see the best of Lacelso. Yeah, he's a creator. We'll see. Mm-hmm. He's injured. Yeah, I know. He's <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but yeah, back backup striker, some creativity in midfield, and I think we'd be happy. John Bellis still at the club. You never know; he might. Um, oh. Yeah. Do something, maybe. Yeah, there's some raised eyebrows mm-hmm. there. <laughs> you want a copy oh. on that, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's. Um, we've got a crazy uh, run of fixtures. So we kick off against Everton this Sunday at 4:30 UK time, um, home to Everton. It only seems like yesterday. In fact, it was it was beginning of July when we played them. Um, they've signed 
he signed Rod- James Rodriguez, Colombian yes. guy. Yes, who? Hamas. Okay, so he, who I thought had been pretty much dead since 2014. I'd not, not heard of him since 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 the the the, the World Cup, and I, I know he, he went to an Mil- amazing goal, didn't he? And then that was it. That's yeah. his whole yeah. career. That one goal. Yeah, yeah. He's probably just been putting in embalming fluid. That's all. But <laughs> it's too early. So Everton at home on the 13th, that's Sunday, and then a few days later we've got an away tie against Locum... Plovdiv. Plovdiv. Um, that's on the Thursday, then we've got Southampton on the Sunday, or oh, that, that that playing on a Thursday and then on a Sunday routine that we used to have a few years ago, Southampton away, then two days later we play in the Carabao Cup, this where it gets interesting, against either Leighton Orient or, or Plymouth away, two days after that we play a Europa tie potentially, assuming we get past the, the first game against Plod, Plod, PC Plod, um, against, I'm not even going to pronounce these two teams, that's on the 24th, oh, so Bato, Sant and Shik Shakira, um, presumably, Shakira. presumably we will play um, a weakened team in the Carabao Cup. I have in under twenty threes. Given that's two days after the league game against Southampton, two days before the Europa tie. Then on the twenty sixth, that's surely that that the Newcastle game will be moved to the twenty seventh. Newcastle at home. Then another Carabao Cup tie on the 29th Then another Europa tie if we've got that far on the first of October before then playing United on the third. So it's it's pretty, pretty hectic. Um how do you all see us doing this season? Or how do you see us doing in those run of fixtures? If, uh, if we can get through all of those without any injuries we'll be doing well. Um it's a mental start to a season it really is but is um, it though is it if you take out the Carabao Cup it's just it's just Sunday Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday Thursday I think I, I don't think Jose's Jose's going to want to weaken anything I think it, he's going to flog them it's going to be a difficult time I mean a Plovdiv in Bulgaria is a three hour flight yeah uh, Batosan in Slovakia is a five hour flight um, and Shekendia Sekira is in Macedonia, mm-hmm. which is a three and a half hour flight. It's they're, they're not too, you know. We we we've had the luxury of taking the piss out of the goons for their Thursday nights against Dynamo Cheeky Girl, and unfortunately we have got it now. Um, it, it is it's horrible. It's I, gonna... I, I can't get over this point that we played thirty eight games to qualify and we, we had to really scrap for it in the end got Europa which I thought was a miracle and then along come Arsenal trip their way through six games and they all applaud them say well done Arsenal you know you go straight in and we'll kick Spurs to have to pre-qualify going all round flipping Europe how does that work how the hell do you ever think that works and that is fair I mean it's fine putting them in saying right if you're in the FA Cup you go in but a six not games at the expense gets... of someone else. Yeah, well, not 38 Again. games worth. Yeah, I mean, it's just astonishing. I think it's inept of UEFA. Inept. Add it to All the right. list of things they're inept at. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I just I want to add that to it. <laughs> I, I just... Honestly. Never mind. But, yeah, it's ast- it's astonishing, this, this um, fixture list. Absolutely astonishing. Going to need a big squad. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Which then goes back to the transfer window and and perhaps the fact that there hopefully might be one or two more deals. Um, 
before the end of the window, which I think is what is it, October. We're going to need well that 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 list of fixtures goes until early October, which is when the window closes. So we're going to need players in well before then. Um, question from the Cockrell Twitter handle is Felix Tando two. What is the state of our club and particularly the first team? Do we have any hope of winning a trophy this season or top four? Of course we do. Fair wind, less injuries. Of course we can. Same chance as anyone else. Yeah. Sort of. But if I said to you, John, you know, put put a thousand pounds on, would you? I'm not a gambling man. Well, neither am I. But let's let's force you into it. I mean, if you said us making top four, would you put us in there? A, a, a virtual thousand pounds if you gave me a virtual thousand pounds to bet on us getting top floor and I had like a, a, a what, what's the odds 20 to 1 I'd put it on yeah I would because I'm not losing anything and I'm going to be yeah. 20 grand up if it happens so I'd be quite happy um, yeah of course we can I think I think um, the, we, we're being sold the story of, of how many injuries we had last season and we did have a shitload of injuries last season yeah. really and it really did kill us and if we can get through these this first lot of games without picking up too many or, or and everybody coming through and Kane isn't crocs and we have we're not missing a, a main striker again I think we'll be fine um, and oh, you know Jose's the winningest manager in the history of football so yeah. you know yeah. we've got the right I, in charge and that's my that was my thing is he much as I really don't want to like him and I didn't he does deliver results and that is absolutely undeniable. So you need to help hope that, in this case, Spurs don't manage to trash his perfect record of winning at every club he's at, and that we get something out of it, and then I think he'll be worth it. Yeah. But yeah, but the, same chance as anyone else. It's going to be the most interesting season, if you like, or chaotic use any one of those words you like that you've never seen before and hopefully will never see again I mean it's going to be two years as I said two seasons of all this mess because we're going straight into the Nations Cup and then into the World Cup after the following season which we're well, in the middle of the season actually the World Cup's in the winter I mean it's just these players are going to be washed out in two years time I, I there's going to have to be some sort of system of taking turns and going on holiday in the middle of the season I think I think you'll see Carrie Kane go off to the Caribbean again go and take a couple of weeks there lad because if you don't it's it's going to be some serious injuries coming up they really are mm -hmm. if they keep playing them and this is all clubs are going to suffer it it's not just us mm. but it's asking too much but there we are we've got to deal with it and maybe Mourinho is the best person in these circumstances maybe he could just claw out that trophy that we, the questioner has put to us. And, and this is it, probably, this is one of the seasons where somebody will pop out of nowhere to win a trophy. The, the big lot just are, are going to be concentrating elsewhere. Because I think there's going to be a right old bun fight for, for the title this season. And I think it's going to be very close. Well, the Carrow Cup, if I'm not mistaken, if you win that, that doesn't that doesn't get you Europe any anymore anymore. So that's that that's going to lose its interest for the for the bigger oh, clubs. That means we'll win. Um, <laughs> we've got the Europa ties and league games either side of it, so I can't see us playing 
um, you know, it's one thing if, if the games, the European titles are at home, so they're not as it is, they're in far fun places in, in Europe. Um, I think we'll play weakened teams, so I think, I think, the, I think the Carabao will, will, we won't even get to. We enter, we enter the third round stage. I'd be very surprised if we get to the quarter-final stage. Um, I think Jose's a pragmatist. He's, he's going to look at it, and and I think the most realistic chance we've got of winning a trophy is probably the Europa. Yeah. Plus, it gives you Champions League football. Plus, he's the two occasions that he's been in it before, he's won it with Porto and United. Um, and in some ways, it's probably easier than all of the other. I know that there are all those crazy chips trips early on against Carabag and Dynamo Cheeky Girls or whoever it might be but once you get past that group stage um, generally you're not playing the creme de la creme of Europe, you're not playing the top top sides there are some good teams, we played Fiorentina a few years ago in Dortmund um, there's always a possibility of getting Champions League dropouts but I think it's a lot easier than say the FA Cup for example um, I'd like us to have a go at the FA Cup. Oh, of course, yeah, of course. But but I'm, I think actually realistically, it might be easier winning the the the, the, the uh, Europa and it gives you Champions League football. Um, I think I think we can get top four. I'm I'm not overly worried about that. So I, I still think I still think City and City and Liverpool in no particular order are the best two teams. And then I think it'll be a race between I think Arsenal are too poor. Um, and I think we race between ourselves, Chelsea and United. And I know that Chelsea and United have spent heavily, but I still think they've got a bit of a weak underbelly. And yeah, Jose knows how to get over the line and win stuff. And I and I think that we we should get third or fourth, whether we get a trophy or not. I don't know. Which goes brings us nicely to Andy Island's question, which is: Do you believe we will win silverware this season? And if not, could this then be Kane's last season at the club? He'll be 28 next summer, going into the Euros. Right, and he's got four years on his contract? Uh, he signed a new contract in 2018. I don't know how long. If I think it's another think good season, 20... can you imagine any, seat, any team in Europe not wanting him? No, but would it how, if he has another good season, then um, he's still got three years left on his contract, um, and he'll be 29. So... It, it'll be very expensive to buy him so it'll be very limited as to who will pay the money for him if he's got if he's got though that if he if he has a sorry say say he has a poor season gets injured again isn't out out a lot mm. and then he's still got three years on his contract nobody's going to pay big money for him and he might not end up going anywhere he might be staying with us for the rest of his career there's still, there's still an argument you know, sometimes to sell these players, um, Chelsea sold Hazard and have bought very well. On, on the face of it, it might not turn out to be any good. But sometimes it's no bad thing. I mean, selling Bale, we just happen to sort of not panic and buy seven questionable signings, should we say. Um, but sometimes it, it does pay you to sell at the right time. You know, even if it's a big night. If, I mean, I'd love Harry to turn around and say, I'll stay. Do I think we're going to win silverware this season? Do you know, I just think we might just do that. Against all the odds, I've got a funny feeling, especially with Jose, that we'll win something. And that Harry will say, you know, that's the first of many. If, but if it's the Carabao Cup, can you imagine him thinking, yeah, this is enough to um, hang my no. hat on? 
Uh, if it's the Carabao Cup and we finish in a Champions League position, yeah, I think, I think, I think so. But I, I fear if we don't win a trophy, even if we finish fourth in the league, I've, it, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised in that scenario if Kane, at 28 years old, if he's injury-free, has a good Euros and just says it's now or never. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him if he did that. I would. I'd, I'd hope that I don't see that day, but yeah. it's, it's really going to be dependent on, on on how we do this season, I guess. It's who's going to spend the money, because he can't walk away from the club unless somebody buys him. Well, and Barcelona are looking, aren't they? I for... was going to say similar to the Messi situation. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> that that is true. But in the first place. Will he want to leave? That I suppose that's maybe that. That's how I read Andy's question, and I think that I think that ideally, in an ideal world, he wants to stay at Spurs, win trophies, finish his career at Spurs, break Jimmy Greaves' record. Um, but if we don't deliver this season, then I think he might be starting to look elsewhere. But then you're, you're right. Then at that point, well, what 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 will the market market be like? Well, there's only a few clubs that could perhaps afford him. They might not need to strengthen in those yeah. positions. Who knows? Um, another one from Gilly. Uh, will we st- will we still be in all comps after that crazy run of fixtures early on? Uh, yes, I think we no. will. I think we will, the, including the Carabao. The one I doubt yeah. is the Carabao. I really yeah. do because it depends on what team gets put out. I know, but I think we. I think he will. I think he'll get us through that. The it's early stage. Not saying we're going to win it, but I think we. I think we will. Uh, against the odds, yeah. It's going to be an interesting run. Oh goodness, it? it really is. Okay. Um, from no football to absolutely shit loads of it. <laughs> I know, but they're still cycling. I still two grand tours to watch. I'm very conflicted by all of this. <laughs> um, I have to admit to last week I was on holiday and all I did on holiday last week was eat too much food and then fall asleep on a sofa watching the Tour de France that's <laughs> all, literally all I did every day last week it was absolutely glorious I bloody loved every minute of it <laughs> right uh, uh, question from Liam and we sort of touched on this uh, Twitter handle is uh, EFFPL underscore Liam who do you see as a realistic second striker for us I think it's about time we pull the trigger and bought one well we don't have a unless you consider Son to be a striker um, and he's not in the conventional sense of the word then Kane's the only one we've got on the books given that we've loaned out Parrot yeah um, we need somebody else yeah I, I'd like to see something more physical Troy uh, Deeney uh, do you know no. I'd take him I'd take him I would what take now? Him. No, he's, no. He's, he's only going to be second string. I mean, we said the same about Lorente. You know, oh, blimey. You know, he's, he's seen better days, Lorente. But he did a job. He did a job. And then some. Yeah. Should never have sold him. Well, no, I agree with you, John. He, he should have accepted reduced terms. Uh, well, I, I, think, I think Spurs made a ricket there um, letting him go I really do yeah. I think another season with him and that might have made a difference for a few more points here and there yeah. and mm-hmm. possibly with Norwich and the FA Cup all those little things you know it's another dimension to bring on a, a physical um, a style of player and I know Troy Deeney is not the player <sighs> I'd take it with that. If, that if if 
if the manager thinks he's he could do a job, then I'm I'm behind it. But I would like to <laughs> shaking your head. Um, I, and actually, bizarrely, he, he's exactly the kind of player that Mourinho would go for. Yeah, yeah. He, he likes people to rustle up another yeah. defence, and and I get that, and I, I'd be happy with that. I mean, he really is second string. It's so difficult to to get this striker um, who's going to come to Spurs. We now don't have Champions League, so we're not attracting. Um, some of the better players uh, we're not necessarily winning because we let Watkins go to Aston Villa uh, to go and try one of those and I can see why we don't because we've still got Parrot who's just on the edge and clearly we think a season um, it, within the championship will do him a world of good as it did with Harry and I think it's the right decision to let him go out and get game time so he's just trying to find that player and unfortunately it could end up with something like Troy Deeney you know, towards the end of his career, who could do a job and would go and knock defenders about. Or it could be that we sign somebody out of left field, a bit like we did with um, Doherty. Yeah. I've um, no idea. I can't give you a name at the moment. I I just, you know, it's, it's all right, I haven't got a name, I'm afraid. The one I'd, I'd take over probably anybody else would be Danny Ings. Oh, I yeah. Think, I yeah. think he'd, he'd do a good job for us. Um, whether or not he'd want to play second fiddle or um, we'd be playing with the, the two big ones up front, I don't know. But he'd be, he'd be, he's the one that falls off, uh, off you yeah. know, trips off the tongue quite yeah. easily. Um, but uh, yeah, apart from that, I think that the lad from um, Brentford was the one, um, really. But there might be more irons in the fire, and again, something might might pop up that we we've not expected. One of the one of the lads up front who. Um, for Wolves might do a job as well. Um, I forget the the guy's name. Jimenez. Jimenez, yeah. Yeah. But oh, it might be, it'd be, might be big, far too expensive. Big money, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big money. Um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, there, there's, there's. I think there's much more to be done in this transfer window, and much more to play out in it, and not just from us, from other people too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bex Spurs women they played on played at the weekend I believe they did play at the weekend um, and drew one all with West Ham which was a bit disappointing well Spurs women were disappointed I'm guessing West Ham were delighted um, but yeah not the start they wanted to the season but not a loss so I think everybody should count that as a win so they've had a quite busy close season the most important job that Karen Hills um, had to do was to A, find another captain and B, sign a new contract, both of which she did, so that's good. So she's staying and Josie Green is the new skipper. So we'll see how it goes for them. It should be an interesting season. It's the second, second season in the top flight in, in the WSL. Yeah, yes, last it season. Yeah, yeah, it was the first season. I, things all blend together, but it must be my yeah. age. So, um, yeah, so it should be quite interesting to watch them. They've got uh, the FA are streaming a whole bunch of games, so you can watch most of those. And I'm fairly sure, when I was just checking earlier, that we have a. It's not in the. So I've got the calendar for all of the, like the under 18s and the men's, the senior team and the women's team in my calendar. And it's not showing up in the calendar at the moment. But I've got a feeling that the. FA Cup game they play against Arsenal yeah it is so the FA Women's FA Cup quarter final yeah. away fixture against Arsenal will be played on the 26th of September 
at quarter past five and will be on live on BBC Two. Oh, nice. Ah. Oh, I, I knew we got the Arsenal. Oh, yeah, I knew we got Arsenal. So yeah, um, but it's not showing up in the calendar. Mm. Uh, okay. So you just because they, I think because they had a league game scheduled then anyway. So you just need to make a note of that. So I think that would be quite good to watch mm. to see a couple of the names in action. Uh, we've signed a couple of players. Uh, two Australian women have come in to join the team. A couple of people leaving, as you would expect. But it all looks really positive. Um, the team seemed really upset, actually, that they didn't come away with three points over uh, the weekend, which is a good sign, I think. Um, I don't know, maybe it's the curse of Jenna Scalacci leaving. I but, think that... Um, so, last season, I seem to recall, before things shut down, they were mid-table, which, and, and they were doing reasonably well first season. Liverpool that Liverpool got relegated. Ha! Yeah, sorry. Um, um, isn't it bizarre how these football rivalries just stay in your head? So yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool did indeed get relegated, um, and yeah. we came. I think it was sixth or seventh we finished um, in the end. They did a like an average of points per game and averaged it all out. So yeah, we and we were always safe, which is ideal from a first season. Not yeah. in any danger, yeah. you know, safely mid table, pretty much where they wanted to be. I think. What strikes me about Spurs lay Tottenham women over the last, I don't know, few seasons, even before they got, um, certainly from when they were in WSL2, maybe even just before that, each and every summer, there's been a whole load of new players that have come in. Now, some of the, some players have left because they were... Real world for, problems and yeah, studying and... and changes to... And- yeah, contracts, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So there, there was, there was, there was maybe more of a turnover than they would have liked. But there was always, they were always looking to bring. For example, when they got promoted into um, WSL two, they were signing players from that league. Um, Karen had obviously, you know, got, got fantastic knowledge of that league. That now in the top flight last season, they brought in better quality players again this season. They, each and every season, they are bringing players of a better calibre to compete with the ones that are already there um, which is which is good which is yeah and I think it's really encouraging for the team as a whole if you and if you look at the team sheet now there's not many names you would recognise from four or five years ago because so many players have moved on and some of that was when they moved to WSL1 and the club had to go professional and that has forced a lot of players to just go do you know what I can't do this I can't manage it all um and they've gone elsewhere. So a lot of those players aren't there anymore, but equally, the players that they have brought in, like you say, from similar levels, um, everybody's kind of pulled together and it's made the team stronger, whereas quite often you see a lot of new players come in and it's a little bit fragile. But it has, it really has worked, and I think um, Karen Hills deserves an awful lot of credit for what she's achieved with the team as a whole. She's done really well. Good to see. Yeah. Okay. Um, final thing on the pod, we've got. We're going to finish off with a reoccurring question um, that I'll ask um, everybody that appears on the pod um, this season, um, which is Spurs heaven and hell. Um, person, player, moment, memory of your time supporting the club. Who wants to go first? I'll give you a Spurs hell, George Graham. 
I think that was one of the uh, man in a raincoat managing Spurs. I can't believe that. That was a horrible time. That would be that would be my Spurs hell. I think heaven. Um, watching us win, just seeing us win those three points, that that glory of the whistle going, and knowing we've mm-hmm. secured a win. Uh, uh, it, uh, you could say that you know the the moment in Amsterdam or whatever, but I just think that the the joy that Spurs winning brings to me. And probably millions of other people is un, un, unrivaled, and that's the, the the thing that I take. Okay, David. Uh, relegation. Back in whatever it was, seventy-seven or seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which season it was. Now, relegation. That was an awful season, really was. Um, heaven. Well, it's got to be the semi-final against Ajax. That was probably the pinnacle of, of ever I remember anything. Is it better almost than winning an FA Cup? It's not really, but. It, it just was that moment, just that moment, wonderful moment. Bex? Can't disagree with the Ajax um, as heaven because they were saying in the documentary, um, every time I see that, the domino effect of the Ajax players just yeah. falling to the floor yeah. just and, and knowing what it meant for us is just, I've got goosebumps now just talking about it. Um, it it's really emotional. Yes. Um, and I don't... I, hell mm. gee yeah so many to choose from well yeah um, but I think actually probably the worst was the Man City defeat you know when we were 3-0 up at half time against 10 men oh yes. yeah. yeah yeah and that was because I was we were so convinced that oh, I said 3-0 up at half time when we played against 10 men this would be a breeze and then to watch the City goals go in and like what what's happening where are my team why are we doing this why are we letting this happen and that defeat was absolutely crushing and I got ribbed for a long long time about that where I was working at the time the Monday morning was just I worked in a invite I was the only girl in the entire department of 42 and every, all of the blokes knew oh, oh god it was horrific so I hope that never happens again what about yours um I- Probably the Ajax one, but if I'm if 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 that's a little bit too obvious, then Spurs heaven. I'd say that strangely, the the the, the day of the Champions League final. I know a lot of Spurs fans. Whenever the Champions League final comes up, they're like, "Oh no, Sissoko, two minutes, whatever," and they just want to erase that from there. For me, the 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 final itself, the morning of the final, and then being there in the stadium, I just thought, "Wow, this is it. This is you know, this is." The pinnacle, and then you know it wasn't to be, so that was a disappointment. Um, hell, there've been so many um, semi-final defeats in FA Cup, FA Cups over the years. The Everton one um, was painful. Um, Chelsea a few seasons ago um, was going to push me. I'd say the sacking of Pochettino. That those yeah. twenty-four hours, that was just weird. That just really. Um, Going from from Pochettino, suddenly from it happening to suddenly the next minute, right? Jose Mourinho, the ex-Chelsea manager, Jose Mourinho is going, to, is going to take charge of the club. That 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 is that was a weird, um, a weird. I don't know, twenty-four hours to process process it process it all. But yeah. Right. Um, we should be recording the next podcast on. Sunday evening, a few a few hours after the um, after the Everton game, um, 
if you want to, as I mentioned at the outset, if you want to contact us, send us any questions that you'd like to like us to to answer on 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 Sunday or any points of discussion it doesn't have to be about about the game per se um, then you can contact us via Twitter our Twitter handle is THF Podcast you can contact us via our Facebook page you can go on YouTube and find us and leave comments um, and questions there and if you if you're so inclined and you want to leave us a review you can do so you can go on the Apple um, iTunes website or whatever it is um and uh leave a review for the Tottenham family pod- podcast um, whether it's a good review or a bad review i don't care but welcome a review um until then thank you bex thank you thank you john thank you guys thank you david yep cheers good evening. this is this has been the tottenham family podcast So bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's at its low tonight. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Pull on that lily white and run on to that green. Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.